welcome to episode 30 of the Cards and Cartridges podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, a.k.a. OG Retro. I'm here with Chris, Koozie Retro Games. How you doing, my man? Good. I am up in northern Michigan right now. Scout had a vet appointment. She got spayed. She got microchipped. GGs. And she had her hernia, her umbilical cord hernia she was born with removed. Oh but they did a great job up here. Very happy with that. So she's doing well. Hey. Sorry we didn't have an episode out this past weekend. Um, overcoming a cold, that typical, everybody goes back to school. Everybody gets sick. My brother's, my brother came home sick and got the rest of the sick, Basically. But so sorry if I still sound a little nasally. I'm feeling a, a lot better. But I hope you guys are having a great week. And I hope, Ryan, I hope you're uh, also having a good week. Yeah, man, it's been pretty good. Uh really looking for houses now i know we talked about that a bit which is crazy if anybody knows any uh fair realtors up in me dude they're voracious realtors are voracious i am getting hit up so that's a good vocab in word. so many different ways for people to try and like snake some commish and i'm just like dude really let's relax here let's we're lucky relax. we didn't kind of put out there we were looking for a realtor because becca's aunt's friend yeah is a realtor and, and, and that's like the thing I, so we kind of had a connection yeah i'd rather just work with someone we know or just the listing agent of the home so it's they're all they're just getting mm-hmm. all the money and they're then more a little bit more inclined to work with us i was given that tip you just kind of show up with a briefcase full of cash and not have yeah. to deal with it yeah 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 uh, but anyways, guys, we got some good topics today. We got a very nice bolo that I'm sure y'all will like. We're going to be talking about the Switch Direct, them uh, bringing some N64 Genesis titles to the Switch. Is that good enough for us? I don't know. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Nintendo movie. That's definitely good enough for me. And I hope it is for you because the, the cast is insane. Uh, we're going to be talking about how the Pokemon sales have been cooling down lately. I know it's something we've talked about in the past, but I think it's important to revisit it uh today especially as we see uh some new charizard sales coming in as well as video game graded video game sales cooling down as well or at least specific titles uh rounding it out with uh two topics that koozie brought to the table that i really fuck with uh gary v slabbing slabbing his nfts uh with psa and basically what that means gary b uh working with psa to physicalize his digital nfts makes no sense uh making friends with competition will be the last topic as uh as content creators resellers how do we make friends with the competition uh koozie do you want to run us through the bolo i can but something totally off topic so i'm staring out the window while i'm recording this okay what the hell are the point of woodpeckers like what what is there like the fun of just sitting there bashing your beak on trees all day you know that's a good question I don't know. It, it would just give you a headache all day, and their little brains are just jumbling <laughs> around inside their skull. I would assume. You're, you're kind of. I never thought about it like that. Their brains actually must be fucked. They don't have them. All They're right. gone. Yeah, I don't. That's probably why they just keep bashing their face into things. Their brain is mush. Dude, don't get me thinking. That's crazy. Anyways, bolo, <laughs> bolo. So today we are going to be hitting you guys with a. A hunting bolo. Mm. So when you're at thrift stores, I like to uh, kind of go over to where they have they put the games. Ninety five percent of the time, there's nothing. Sorry about that. We just had some casual technical difficulties because Koozie is up north in the Midwest, so he's up north Midwest, and that is even worse than just the Midwest. 
Easy. With the bolo. Hit us. But So it's a hunting bolo. So when you're at a thrift store, you kind of go over to where the games are at. There'll be some games on the shelves, hopefully. But I'd say 95% of the time or more, it's crap. So normally some sports games. But what I like to do is take the cases off the shelves and just pop them open real quick and make sure the correct disc is in the case. So I've found Smash Melee in a sports game disc or a Wii Sports in a Just Dance case. So it takes two seconds to pop, pop through them. Maybe you're going to find some worth money and the thrift store is not going to care. They yeah. may say something like they may open it up to check to see if the disc is in there. Like, oh, it's the wrong game. If they even notice Right. But they're still gonna they're still gonna sell it to you. Yeah, they don't care. I've I've definitely had that happen before. Maybe not like tons of times, but a couple of times where they're like, "Oh, it's the it's a it's a different game." Like, are you sure you want that? I'm like, yes, that's the point. This is a. You know what I've done also is I found like an empty Wii box, mm-hmm. and I just kind of said like, "Hey, this is empty. There's nothing in it. It's just like an empty box, a Wii controller box. Can I just have it for free?" Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah." That's or if fire. you like get, or you find some nice cases, you can always mm-hmm. say like, Hey, these are all empty. Nobody's going to buy them. Can I just have them? And they'll yeah. probably give them to you. Yeah. That's a good call too. Um, so yeah, just, just be a little, be a little thrifty at the thrift. I'd say that's, that's kind of the bolo here. And that's a good one. Quick, quick, but quick, but good. Like koozie. Anyways, let's talk about the switch direct a little bit. N64 Genesis games coming to the, to switch online. Kuzi, did you hear anything about this? You want do do you want me to explain it a little bit to you? If you, you could even explain it to me because this went live what last night? Yeah, this happened last night. So we're recording on the twenty fourth. This went live the twenty third. Uh, yeah, I didn't anyways, have a chance to watch it. All good. Basically, N sixty four Genesis games are coming to Nintendo Switch Online via an expansion pass. Nintendo wants to make more money. And they haven't re- announced a price yet. And my theory on that and many other online is because it's embarrassing. I think it's going to be a little ridiculous. The, the, what we're going to end up paying right now, it's $20 for online service for Nintendo, which is fair because it's pretty dog. If I'm being honest, it's not good online service. You pay $20 and you get uh, decent, decent at best, like Xbox online. 360 10 11 12 years ago was better than what we have now you had friends $20 was, a month or $20 a year $20 a year my bad okay $20 a year and then you get the of course you get the NES and the SNES classic stuff with that and I guess that's good value kind of but uh I I'd say that's even better value than paying for like the N64 and the Genesis titles that they're giving us, whatever the price might be, I bet it's going to be $20, like an additional $20 a year, bring it up to 40. Uh, so that's, that's still a little bit cheaper than like Xbox yearly membership or PS whatever membership, but $20 for game, pretty much all games that are available in way better, like, for instance, so here, here's some of the initial, the initial offerings. Let me see here. So Super Mario Kart, Super uh, Mario Kart 64, Star Fox 64, Yoshi Story, Ocarina of Time, uh, Winback Covert Operations, Mario Tennis, Dr. Mario 64, Sin and Punishment. Sin and Punishment, only good one on there. That was a Japan exclusive that never actually made it to the US, uh, USA until the Wii which is pretty cool. So the fact that, and I'm, I think that's the one I'm thinking of. I might be wrong. Uh, Sega Genesis, Bloodlines, Hardcorps, 
Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin, Golden Axe, uh, Gunstar, Fantasy Star 4, Ristar, so Sonic, Streets of Rage, Strider. With all that being said, all of these games have, or 90% of these games have already appeared on consoles after the N64 and have been done better. So like Ocarina of Time, remade on the 3DS, right? Better. But Doctor- do you think they're kind of going in order? Like they did the NES, they did the Super Nintendo, no, now they're doing of N64? Course, of course they are. But, but I think my argument is like, uh, what if this is going to be your next thing 20 dollar whatever they charge for this is too much is kind it of is my weird point. how they're charging an additional you because they didn't charge an additional for like super nintendo and nes games right right it was always the same price i think as their original online service now why are they including genesis stuff i guess that's like an additional draw um are they going to have to give some of the money to Sega? Is that no, why I mean, they are? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe they. Um, well, I'm sure they have some type of partnership. You know, like I don't know how these. And things I was wondering work if the Nintendo wise. just being cheap was like, well, since we have to give some money to them, why would we take it out of our only twenty dollars that we're making? Yeah. Let's charge additional. So, quote unquote, this additional can just be the extra money that's going to Sega. Yeah, and they they announce these stupid controllers that go with them too, like they're replicas of a genesis and an n64 controller the same way they did the nes and nes ones like wireless joy cons they're doing that for the mm-hmm. and it's a it's a, a bluetooth n64 controller for the switch and a bluetooth sega genesis control three button sega genesis control pad for the switch and they're 50 dollars each what why why would wow. this be a thing this is just even as a collector, like as someone who likes to collect Nintendo shit, this does not get me excited like at all. There's like no, there's no, I, I, it, the controllers. Okay. There's like a little inkling of excitement for the N64 shit, but are like, they colored or are they no, just standard it's a gray? gray controller and they couldn't black, be the fantastic ones. No, no fantastic. Nothing like that. But the fact that the, like there's so many better i think our friend uh at papa pixel on instagram said this actually on the story it was like there's so many better ways to play these games you know why mm-hmm. and i get the nostalgia factor because I, I i get it but like and maybe it really is aimed at like it's not i at maybe i'm misinterpreting that this as being aimed at like collectors and enthusiasts yep. but maybe it's maybe it's not aimed at that maybe that's exactly what i was gonna say we've talked yeah. about it before on the podcast where we've said like we're so into this hobby and we're so in the know about everything that had to do with these games and their lifespans yeah. so we have we we are nitpicky and we are like well there's better ways to play it so why are they doing this but it's just for sally who has the switch for her kid johnny yeah. and sally's like oh my god i played ocarina time as a yeah. kid I want to play it again. And maybe my son, Johnny will now get into Ocarina of Time. That's kind so of I would, a cool. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. I was going to say, I feel like the hardcore Nintendo collector subgroup of people is a lot smaller than their overall arching customer base yeah. that don't know everything. So when they see these 
online retro games, it, they're going to pay for it because they're going to have that blast from the past nostalgia, just like with the classic editions. People who aren't game collectors still wanted the classic editions because then they can, quote unquote, relive their childhood in an easier and cheaper way than buying the original hardware, hardware and all of the original games. Yeah, and I, I, I think that's exactly it. I guess that is kind of the 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 counterpoint right like mm-hmm. I, I i explained that to myself like in my head as i was explaining my point and i think it is actually beneficial to like the retro hobby in general like because it's only going to get more people interested like kids playing like these retro video games i wonder how much how many like kids who have a switch like gen zers them zoomers who have these switches and have switch online have really gotten into like NES online or Super Nintendo online. And like, yeah, if that is even attractive to them. Like, I think it is. I think it'd be something cool, especially like, like their parents, their parents kind of pushing it on them. Like, oh my God, back in my day, I played this all the time. So like, yeah. okay, cool. I want to play what my parents played. And I don't think they're going to get totally into it because they're like, this Super Mario is boring. Like I want part eight something actually it's your typical the the games don't hold up well especially when you're not used to playing them yeah um but i wonder if you think they'll still come out with an n64 classic edition or will this kind of be like the replacement to the n64 classic edition i i I think there's no shot you also said Uh, it'd be a good thing for the hobby yeah at the same time though the fact that they have the controller out now already like maybe Maybe they do, yeah. maybe, because would it be that hard to just make like a little stand? What if, what if, here's a, here would be a big brain play by Nintendo. They continue to roll out these classic things on the Switch. So they bring the N64, the Genesis, they come out with the Game Boy, they come out with the Game Boy like color, right? So mm-hmm. then they have a couple of generations there. Then they just come out with like an all-in-one like so like a retron produced by nintendo exactly type deal but but I, I could see it going the way almost of like so xbox had the way xbox did some of the releases of the newest console is like a subscription service mm-hmm. with game pass included mm-hmm. in like one of the tiers of game pass you got a console so like what if like included with a certain subscription service you either got a switch or you got this little like retro console that could play all these games in the library yeah that would almost like make it worth it yeah and that'd be great it's something that connected to the internet which the which the classic systems don't do right the 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 nes classic and this snes classic i'm pretty sure don't i could eh, i'm probably wrong they might connect to the internet but they don't have like online capabilities. Whereas Can like you play online Super Mario Kart with buddies or no? Yes. Uh, with 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 the soup with the switch, I believe that's possible. And that I know it's possible. And then N64 is also already touted to going to have online features, which is pretty cool, I will say. That is awesome. I, we forgot to, I forgot to mention that as being one of the cool like benefits of this. Being mm-hmm. able to then that's huge. Being able to play online N64 with like other people that have, that's pretty fucking cool. I'm not going to lie. That's huge. Didn't think of that. And that's why this you're is kind good. of changing your answer to this is a cool thing. Yeah. Yes and no. It's still like just kind of cool yeah. because I don't, it really depends on the price. If it, it would was, be a really interesting to 
hear it from somebody else's point of view. So if you ask one of your buddies who has a Switch just because he likes to play Breath of the Wild and just random other Switch games, Fortnite on it, whatever, yeah, ask him, hey, as a non-retro video game collector, what do you think of this stuff coming out? And it'd be yeah. interesting to see kind of their thoughts on it. And anybody who was like listening to the podcast, that's not huge, a huge retro gaming collector, maybe more focused on modern stuff. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. It's, it's cool because like I said, it does give you a, a taste, a dabble of the retro stuff with saving yourself hundreds of dollars potentially. You know, it'd be very expensive to buy an N64 and those 20, 10 games or whatever. Yeah, no, it definitely and would. it can Even be good if you're for buying a hobby too, it gets gets you gets more people's eyes on it could also if you're from a if you're strictly a reseller and you're focused on prices it could help prices go up people then say oh my god i playing zelda ocarina of time on the switch i want to play majora's mask so then they buy an n64 and they buy majora's mask yeah and then there's millions of people that have a switch it's definitely only good for the hobby i i I have no arguments that i think it's just going to be the price as like me personally as a collector with all these games already is like and it's funny because like I'm looking at one title that just like I know I want to play online. And like that's Mario Tennis, which is my favorite yeah. N64 game. One of my favorite games of all time is Mario Tennis on the 64. I don't know why. And like just now thinking about being able to play that game online, that get that that excites me. So we'll I see. Get you 20 bucks right there. Yeah, they might. Oh, regardless, let's be honest. They're getting whatever money it is from me. That's not a question with Nintendo and me anymore. I'm fucking whipped. Yeah. It's just, it's just, do I think personally, can I stomach it? Yes, but it's that but I, that we have to look I at. Definitely see where you're coming from. But my biggest thing is just, we are such a small niche of people. Yeah. That's like, we're just, yeah. How many people have all the games? Not many in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So, but I think it's, I mean, any, was there any other, what other cool things came out of the direct? So there was news on Metroid Dread. So that'll be coming out soon. I'm excited, excited for that new, like 2d, 2d, 3d Metroid uh, platformer, which is very cool. Uh, what else we had the, Oh, well, the most exciting thing that I put down to talk to was the Nintendo movie and the absolute A-lister cast. Di- okay, so did you hear anything about it yet? I saw a couple of people's stories on Instagram. I remember Jack Black yeah. was in there. Anyways, so Illumination and, and Nintendo announced theatrical release date and voice cast for the Super Mario Bros. animated film. So there's an animated film coming up and these voice actors are, I mean, it's just... Chris Pratt as Mario, Princess Peach is going to be Anya Taylor-Joy, Bowser is Jack Black, Luigi is Charlie Day, Toad is going to be Keegan-Michael Key, which has to be the funniest casting of all, Donkey Kong is Seth Rogen, Cranky Kong is Fred Armisen, so good, Cranky Kong is Fred Armisen is so funny, Uh, Kamek is Kevin Michael Richardson, uh spike sebastian maniscalco so funny that is hilarious yeah uh question mark question mark question mark is gonna be charles martinet martinet i don't know what the question mark question mark question mark is another character apparently but anyways just absolutely wild cast like when is there a release date for that uh release date is going to be universal pictures will release the film in north america on december 21st 2022 uh, so that's it's deep we're still yeah. a year and a half or so out um but damn 
that's I'm excited. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good one to see. Animated film with legends, basically. Absolute yeah. legends, heavy hitters in the cast. So, I saw there was a new Kirby game too, wasn't there? Also a new Kirby game, and that looked pretty cool. Uh let me get to that. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I had info on that. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Okay, Kirby and the Forgot Forgotten. Forgotten. Kirby <laughs> and the Forgotten Land. Uh announced for the Nintendo Switch, a 3D take on the Kirby formula. It's gonna be pretty cool, it sounds like. It's like um, it's like almost it sounds like an open world Kirby game, which yeah. is something we haven't really had before. Uh I guess we've had like open world top, I think we've had open top world, open world top down kirby rpgs on the gba i could be wrong or but anyways the new game has a post-apocalyptic vibe that almost makes it feel like a cuter take on the last of us uh kirby is able to traverse the map freely with his signature float ability although not everyone in this abandoned land looks friendly kirby has to contend with some familiar enemies including a giant crocodile-like beast snapping at his heels this is uh words from polygon.com talking about kirby and the forgotten land i'm excited for it man i like i awesome yeah i like kirby games and some i love like kirby all, games yeah all the way back to the super nintendo like they're always fun and it's yep. it's like a formula that like that float ability is just so signature to kirby that translated throughout the games it always feels like it always feels good and it always feels right so I bet you there's gonna be so much implementation of like his power up where he could suck people up and get their powers. I wonder oh, how yeah. that's really gonna like translate to the game. I figure like you have to do different things on each level or each thing you do in this open world thing. 100%. It's gonna be very interesting to see how they use all the Kirby mechanics in, in the open world. And I'm excited for it. The graphics look pretty cool. I've been getting more and more, more like impressed with graphics recently. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's like, it's something that I wasn't that, I mean, I've always been impressed by graphics, but like, so I was playing an indie game the other day and I think it's, it was, I forget what it was called, but I saw your post on Instagram about it. Oh, it was the artful escape. That's what it was called. I was playing this game called the artful escape and the graphics that they were able to do like make. And for an indie game, I was just like, this is insane. This is insane. This looks so, it looked, I mean, it was, it was stylistic in the way that it obviously wasn't real, but every, all the textures look so real. So like, it's just, it's just crazy. It creates this world that it really creates like the idea of like a video game creating this realistic world. That's obviously not realistic has, I feel like been something people have chased for so long. Like people back in the day, yeah. thought like super Nintendo graphics were realistic, like you know, like quote yes, unquote, like yes. Madden was realistic, but like that never really meant anything. Nowadays, like what I'm seeing, it's like that's that's real, dude. Like some of this shit is I mean, realistic, like in in ways that. But like, then when we in 20 years, we're gonna look back on this and be like, yeah, wow, and be like that was for, like shit. the Super Nintendo. Yeah, you're 100 yeah. right. But like right now, the shit that is going on with the way they're able to render light, render reflections, render. uh uh water like render like all these like really complex things you would think of like mm. in real life shadows uh yeah. like light uh like fit artificial light too not only not only like sunlight but artificial light like from a candle or a flashlight 
Like the way that that stuff is being represented in video games right now is just insane. And uh, this is all a tangent from Kirby because the graphics do look good on this, but it's just, it's just, it's just cool. So I, I like, That's I'm, awesome. I'm, I feel like I'm finally starting to be impressed by graphics again and it's exciting. So anyways, and it's all going to go into play with the switch OLED. That is true. Little o- OLED model for the switch. It sure should make them look a little better too. So that's cool. But uh, take us through, uh, we have no good transition for this, but take us through uh, the Pokemon sales Sad. cooling down. <laughs> and I actually, I had a, I had a sub question actually. Okay. With Pokemon sales cooling down, right? Because you we've, mm-hmm. we've seen it with Charizard drop in around 250K for the PSA 10. I think it was like a $400,000, $500,000 card just a couple months ago. Yeah. It's come down to about half the price. And we've seen a couple of sales now that are representing that number as kind of like maybe the floor. Yeah. Um, so a PSA 10 one just sold for 252,000 on PWCC. Mm-hmm. Take that how you wish it with the scandalization going around PWCC. But to back that price up a few days ago, one just sold on golden auctions for 270,000. Right. Um, so with those two said, do we think we will see another pop uh, or like a micro boom with celebrations coming out with the 25th celebrations of Pokemon coming out. Will that cause another, like, I think it's going to be a different answer. Yes. In a different set wise. Okay. So with this whole boom, we saw the huge boom in base set because Logan Paul logic Gary B, they were all focused on base set, base set booster boxes, first edition Charizards, Venusaur Blastoise, those classic all-time cards. Now getting into celebrations, we're seeing these gold star Pokemon or the Neo Pokemon. There's just birds flying everywhere. This majestic, there's a blue jay on the window right in front of me. Aww. <laughs> but I mean, we're going to see it in a different sense of the cards that maybe weren't as popular in a price explosion when we first saw it in a yeah i don't i'm getting so distracted by the bird i'm sorry but do you understand what i'm saying yeah i do and i'm not i'm actually not sure i totally agree with you i think so you're saying that because of like the because they are like doing new gold star cards that's crazy you have a literal woodpecker behind you right now we were just yo it's coming for blood bro we were talking (laughs) shit about that it hurts you um but anyways now i'm distracted by the birds no it's like so they are reprinting or not reprinting but making new gold star cards they're doing some cool like uh almost like fireworks sparkles kind of like reverse mm-hmm. legendary hollows they're doing like yeah, the shiny ones don't they yeah yeah there's like some shining shining ones as well so they're combining all these cool aspects from all these sets into one and i think that I think I think we might see like an overall rise in everything again. So not you not as in a and drastic, but I think I think for instance, in what what month is it right now? It's September twenty fourth. Celebrations is coming in October November ish. Yeah, I think by the time Christmas rolls around, we will start to see three hundred k, four hundred k Charizards again. Yeah. So and another thing too is. 
I think it's going to increase the popularity of these cards. People are going to be collecting the shinies from celebrations, the gold stars from celebrations. So like, why don't I go out and get the original gold stars, the original shining, shining magic card or whatever that could increase the popularity price and demand of those cards. But I don't think it's going to be to the extent of the boom we saw before. No, because the only reason why there was a boom before is these, because these large a perfect influencers storm. with millions of followers were doing it. So then them, by them doing it, there are millions of followers wanting to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, that was a huge catalyst. The pandemic was a huge catalyst. There were there were a lot of things that started off that boom. And I I, I think we, we're obviously we're not going to have all of those things this coming November when the set releases, but we are going to have this set releasing. And I think that that in itself is going to cause like a good, a, a, not a good, but like a sizable pop again in uh, sports cards are doing the same thing. Uh, LeBron's rookie is down 60% from the boom and oh, it's wow. down to right around where it was pre-boom, pre-COVID. So I guess you could wow. say price so it's actually normal. It's It's gone all the way yeah. back. Yes. Yes. Wow. So that's kind of, that's, that's like, completely up and different. back down. That's completely, because if you've tracked Pokemon, like, like before COVID, pre-COVID, I think the first edition base of charge was like a $20,000 card or something like, or like, it was way lower or like way lower. But I think I poke, I mean, sports cards didn't see the, the, inf, the influencer influencer influence that yeah. Pokemon cards did. Logan Paul wasn't opening 2003 Fleer boxes hunting for the LeBron rookie. Yeah. He was opening base set boxes looking for the Charizard rookie. Yeah. So Charizard rookie. Charizard rookie, dude. That's base a Charmander. Set Charizard. Looking, Charmander's uh, a Charizard that. rookie. Yeah. Um, going into kind of like video game sales to a, a 9.8 A++ Super Mario 64 just sold on Golden Auctions for golden, 799 Golden Golden Auctions for 799500 so $800,000. This comes two months after one just sold for $1.5 So like half price. And two things. Yeah. I still, I mean, I say only $800,000. $800,000 is still a ton of money for a game that's relatively common. Now, we don't have pop reports yet, but to spend $800,000 to a million five on a game that you don't have pop reports for is crazy. Another thing, too, is everybody had a copy of Mario 64 on the N64. Yes, 9.8A++ is mint, and there's probably very few of those out there however many very few might be but the fact that we've now seen two sales and it's the most recent one is half price from the other one what does that make you think does do you think it has anything to do with the wada scandal too and it being created no, by WADA? i i mean i just think it i think everyone kind of knew that 1.5 million one was kind of an anomaly heritage uh, even said we can't explain this we don't know why this went for one yeah i think i think it was kind of an anomaly and that it, it just is what it is like just i think you just take that out like don't even think about that when thinking about like the price an outlier something. yeah it's an outlier it's the same way you do with it and i i think i passed this statistics in college i think i got like a c or a b plus but the same way you do in statistics like take that out of there don't when when fact when really you know factoring in an average you're not gonna you're not gonna take that into account so with that being said i think eight hundred thousand for a super mario 64 is still crazy 
and still incredibly strong for uh, the sealed video game market. Uh, Rock Pokemon would be happy with our financial statistics. Yeah, not financial advisors, but like it is what it is. Um, I just think it's still crazy. It's still crazy. And again, there's I was going over the sales with my buddy J Bam the other day and there were so many record breakers that weren't that so like just yep. because just because soup the mario 64 isn't breaking that 1.5 million dollar anomaly record doesn't mean there aren't 10 other titles that are smashing their records i think contra punch out and, just broke a record punch out might have i know contra uh contra sold for some crazy stuff um sonic just broke a record four hundred and twenty thousand dollars. just so, so like there's a lot of stuff that's still it, it's not just I, I don't, you, you gotta zoom out, zoom out, look at the entire market in terms of graded video games. It's not just Super Mario 64 that matters when discussing, you know, you know, the health of the market, the state of the market, that kind of thing. It's, uh, I just, it is, I think the, the graded video game market's a fucking beast and it's going nowhere. And, and some more technical difficulties involving my cat. Koozie, we were talking about the graded video game market being a beast. What do you got to say? Any more thoughts on that? I, I just, I agree. I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. I see it increasing with the introduction of, introduction of CGC and PSA acquiring WADA. Yeah. It's here to stay, whether you like it or not. Yeah. If you don't like it, don't buy sealed games, but it's here to stay and I'm happy to be an investor in it. Yeah. What do what do we think about the like I'm just what do we think about the hate towards like sealed game collectors? I don't understand it either. Yeah. Like I don't know if people are just jealous that mm-hmm. other people have the stuff or if they're jealous that people have the money to spend it on that stuff. Um I, I don't understand it. and I I don't understand it either, a hundred percent. And yeah. because it's like what's the difference between slapping a video game or a card and video games i think the same people would i think the same people would argue it's stupid either way i mean people think people think spoon collecting stupid but there's spoon collectors out there yeah and i guess that's really just it it's like if it's not your cup of tea it's not your cup of tea but like don't shit on people if they like something different you know yeah i don't know i think it comes down to jealousy that's fair um talk about gary v slabbing nfts what is that even about segue in yeah okay so yeah so i wanted to bring this up and i know we were talking about it a week and a half ago or so too in dms and you got fired up so i thought this would be good yeah Uh, so gary v which i'm still kicking myself because i had the opportunity to buy a v friend for two thousand dollars the lowest resale v friend right now is 75 to 80 grand holy shit koozie you fucked up yeah, I could have uh, could have set myself up pretty nice. Paid off my truck, paid off my loan to put a down payment on a house. Yeah, but we live and learn another day. Yeah, no, it's it's. But continue. All right. Um. So Gary B's V friends, they're basically doodles that he created. So he has like, you're gonna die, fly, opt- optimistic octopus, uh, passion, panda things like that. It's all fun, kind words associated with animals and that are his NFTs. So a lot, so he basically doodled all these in comp meetings, conferences in his free time. And then he turned those into NFTs, but he still has these doodles on computer paper. So what he did was he took a chunk of them and worked with PSA and got them slabbed. So he didn't get them, they're not graded out of 10, but they're authenticated. 
Yeah. Um, and he is keeping the majority of them. He quote, quote unquote, to keep in his family's estate. And he is sending five of them to Chris, Chris, Kristen, Chris, Christine's Christine's auctions, which I guess is a large auction house around like art and things like that. So he is sending five off to be auctioned and OG, I don't think you agree with what he's doing with this. No, fuck that shit, dude. I'm the opposite. I agree with what he's doing. Why? Why? It's, it's just like slabbing and it's authenticating an original piece of art. Yeah. I guess all I have to say is like, yes, what you're saying is true, right? It's, it's authenticating an original piece of art. However, it's stupid. And like, if people want to come after, after me for that, like, I don't know. It's but why just, is it stupid? Because, because so be, a lot okay, of these NFTs stupid. are created digitally first. They're right. 100% digital. Right. There's no actual physical, right. 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 tangible right. version of them. Right. His are different because he had a physical, tangible version of them at first. So right. why not slab them, get them authenticated, have them protected? He, he, he's big. He's been big into sports cards his whole life. Look, so he, I, he loves PSA. So why yeah. not have those for his personal collection? Yeah, yeah. He should then, then leave five, it at that. Leave it at the personal. But also sell five, make some money, and get them back out into the community. Because, oh, uh, that's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. And if people want to do that, want to buy those scribbles, that's fine. Just for me. And again, maybe I'm ignorant. I understand there's a lot of money in it, but it's just stupid. Like the fact, number one, okay. I, are you mad about him reselling them? Or are you mad about I'm him? I'm mad about him reselling them? them. I'm mad about, and no, I get it. If you want to slab them for, for your a personal collection or whatever, and you think that PSA slabs are the best way to display your art, which they're, I could, that's a whole different debate. That's just not it. You know, like mm-hmm. slabbing your, doodles and psa slabs isn't the best way to do that and i, I uh, of course that's subjective and it's not objective but it's like psa psa slabs checks a ben franklin check that right. ben franklin again, signed they'll again, slab that and authenticate that it's just like uh, what you want to do i guess i'm just saying like who values why do you value would you value why would you value one of those physical NFT NFTs at Gary? Like, is it just cool? Cause it's just like, it's cool. Gary V's at the following so people like him. So it's cool in that sense, but it's also like having a, uh, a proof yeah. of say the Mona Lisa. Or like but, your, uh, it's your, not your, though. Your, you're comparing scribbles but to like the Mona your, Lisa. But you, everybody sees art in a different way. I agree with Art that. Art is portrayed I, in different ways, people. I but totally It's also agree like with that. your your don't you have um your Metroid artwork that you were selling the last claim sale? Yeah. I mean that's got a that's got a uh, certificate of authenticity with it, mm-hmm. and it's in a it's in it's in a frame. I mean, yeah. it's, in a way, it's just like slabbing it and authenticating it. And you think those are cool? And yes, because maybe that's a video game thing, but I guess I guess I guess for me, it's just like. If you really genuinely pat or truly passionate about uh, passionate about the art, the I'm gonna say quote unquote art, because you're right, mm-hmm. it's you know it's all in the the eye of the beholder. If you're passionate about that, then good, good for you, good for Gary V. And but me personally, me personally, I, there's no amount of money I would spend 
on like just purely based on an art standpoint like i'm collecting art i have all the money in the world i could buy whatever i want there's there's never a point there's never a point on that list of art where i get to gary v's nfts and that's <laughs> personal opinion and i'm gonna yeah. come out with a bold statement here I, I we will update when the sale is yeah. and what they end up going for but they're gonna go for over a million dollars yeah and that's fucked <laughs> But that's cool. But it's it's but not Gary Vee has this yeah. Gary V has this massive it's okay. Gary V has this massive following, huge following. He's praised by a lot of people for the work he does, his business personalities, his sports car knowledge, everything he does. It's just like, why would you if you like him, why would you not want to own an original piece of art by him? I guess as someone who does like a lot of what he says and a lot of what he's done. This feels a little bit different because it's so obvious. Like to me, it's so obvious a cash grab kind of thing. Like there's a lot of good, there's like a lot of cool projects. And I don't know, like a lot of cool art being created in the NFT space that I look at and I'm like, that can only be created here. It only makes sense in a digital NFT space. The NFT uh, medium makes sense for this art. But like scribbles digitized to me doesn't make sense. And and that's like, an, it's an overall NFT kind of thing for me. Because he, no, he's doing, he's, because he's doing so much more with these NFTs. He's pioneered the NFT game with what he's doing with VFriends. He's using these, for example, as tickets. So if you hold a, a VFriend NFT, you get tickets into his VFriend conference for the next three years. So it's a ticket. He also, that, had, but... he also had stuff like courtside Cobra where like you buy that one and then you go get to go sit courtside with him at a Knicks game or there's a brunch one where you buy I have a question about that. that so once you buy that, is it's like a one use. Like when you sell that NFT, you can't go courtside guess, with him again, right? So the use part of it is over, yeah. but then you still have the artwork surrounding it and then there's other ones called like gift goats where he sends you something once yeah. a year for x amount of years or whatever so he's he's doing a lot more to make them tangible in a yeah. non-tangible space i back to i think i think it's slabbing original artwork and people bid millions and millions of dollars on prints of original artwork or sketches of original artwork and i think this just falls into that same category yeah, I, I think it might. I'm not, I guess I'm not arguing with like kind of the logistics around like how and why and yeah, how it's happening, why it's happening, who's buying it. I guess I kind of get all that and it all makes sense. But like to me, it just feels it just feels like he's obviously made so much fucking money from these V friends and will continue to do so. Since then, May, when they dropped, there's been 70 million on the secondhand market, 70 yeah. million dollars in sales. Yeah. Like, I just think, like, I again, I don't know. I'm not like I'm a I'm a casual Gary V, v fan. I like some of what he does and other things like this. I'm kind of just like why? Not make more. His goal is to buy the Jets. You need a billions of dollars yeah. to buy the Jets. Yeah, I guess so. Why not do what you can? To yeah. buy the, he, that's his I, day. He's been saying that's his end goal since the beginning. Yeah. 
So whatever he can do to, to up his bankroll to buy the Jets is his end goal. How much are the Jets? How if much you had the f- cost. Let me Google real quick. I feel How like he has the money to buy the Jets. Are the New York Jets worth? Uh, t- franchise value in million U.S. dollars. Yeah. Real quick, 2020, $3,550 million. That's even a... So it's like 3.5 billion, I think that would be. Yeah. And he's got, but he's also got to have, I think Jerry Jones owns the Jets. Yeah. So he's got to be, he's got to wait for Jerry Jones to die or, or hire a hitman. Then he's got to have the money. Yeah. And then he's got to be voted in by the other owners in the NFL to approve him to be an owner. I don't know if he's going to make it, dude. Is it but harder? He's been. He's been building relationships with these owners forever so when he has the opportunity to buy them he's going to be hopefully voted in by these other owners he's kept in contact gone to dinner had business relationships had other relationships with these owners good for him i hope he i hope that his scribbles get him closer and i'm totally ripping on him like obviously the man's a genius obviously he's doing something that i didn't do and i don't think any of it comes from jealousy from me it's kind of just like confusion maybe like confusion i'm gonna tweet at him after this and get him on the next podcast and you yeah can tell him yeah how do that things. do that dude get he's gonna be on the next podcast and you're like oh my god Gary yeah. you're amazing no, i want no, your no. scribbles to tattoo on my forehead absolutely not dude i will i no i would tell gary v. i would i would love him to explain right to my face like why why perspective yeah yeah, and it should be easy to explain to like someone who, who who does consider himself like an artist. Obviously, not everybody likes my art. Like, not everybody. So, like, I get that. I just, it's just, I don't know. Uh, anyways, anyways, I guess this is a good segue. I'm making friends with the competition. I could be, you know, the competition's Gary V. How would I make friends with Gary V? How would you like take it in a more serious well, wonder- note? What did you want to? What, what did you? Uh, what do you want to talk about with this topic? Excuse me. This could be just kind of a quick topic. I hear YouTubers um, online reselling content. They always, oh, make friends with your competition. It's the best thing you can do. I don't know how you feel, but I'm not really a make friends with my local competition kind of guy. I mean, I have people who I know and will kind of give them a nod and give them the time of day, but I'm not going to tell them, hey, I know you, hey, there's games down the street, go go on and buy it. Or I think they do it for me. If you want, if you scratch their back, they're going to scratch your back. Yeah. And maybe I'm just being a snobby reseller who's in my shell and doesn't want to make friends with anybody. And that's probably it. But I don't know if you have any thoughts or insights of what you do on that. Yeah, I don't know. I think what you what you said made me think of like the times this past year that I was like, uh, waiting outside walmarts for like pokemon cards and stuff or inside mm-hmm. walmarts for like those kind of reselling drops per se and like that was really fun i think to have met people through that like i did yeah. become friends with quote-unquote like the competition they were trying to get the same product i was trying to get but like becoming friends with them not only was it fun because we were able to like have some camaraderie like outside of you know, out like in the line and like, while we're all bored waiting for this shit, like we can have fun, but also like there were multiple times where they'd hit me up and be like, yo, this shit's in stock at this store. Like you should go check it out. And so 
especially when especially when they started limiting product and it made less sense for people to clear out yes. stores and and that does go directly to the money thing but but still like it, i had these relationships built and like it was cool to be able to kind of have this little network of people um but i think it, it it's a little bit more nuanced online for me i think i am totally down to let people like into my circle and like you know like mm-hmm. be friends with people i think i'm receptive to that for sure uh, however i'm also very i i think i'm equally receptive and skeptical like you keeping your cards close to your chest i do because i don't think i don't think everyone has the perfect intentions right like i have to remind myself of that because i'm i'm someone who does like kind of think the best in everyone and that Mm -hmm. that's gotten me like hurt in the just like bit in the bit in the ass kind of before seven prom ryan yeah exactly dude and that's why and that definitely (laughs) that was it it started there uh (laughs) but like I think it's just like as shitty as it sounds like you really just have to evaluate like like are these people genuine that are approaching you online that want to have these relationships or is it is it purely like a business thing like is it are you using me and my somewhat larger than average following to get whatever you think you can get Right. Yeah. Like, and one, one thing I thought of, it's like, it's more of like a local garage sale competition with me. Yeah. And it's like, we have, so me and my buddy, Jake, who he's, he is uh, he's the competition, but he's been my friend since high school. Like we went to yeah. high school together and we started like collecting and reselling together. So I don't count him as competition, but we like, we at garage sales. We classify this guy, the guy in the red truck, because yeah. wherever we go, somehow he is there. Mm-hmm. And he's always looking for video games and sports around the sub like a chicken with his head cut off. <laughs> and there's there's, <clears throat> this, there's this new lady, bless you. There's this new lady in a van, and she's just been popping <laughs> up everywhere looking for games, and it's crazy. Yeah. But then I'll I'll be friends with like there's this older foreign gentleman who looks for jewelry. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll I'll give him hey what's up? Oh I saw jewelry at this sale, and he kind of knows I look for video games, so he'll kind of point me if he saw video games that he works. We're not in the same niche, so yeah. I'm okay with that. But if I see the guy in the red truck walking up oh, to a exactly. sale, you like, throw oh, that's his sale. No, there's been multiple times where he's looking for something. I blow right past him and grab the box of games from under his knees. Oh, okay. And I was going to say, you just tell him, yo, I saw video games down the road at X address. And it's just like, just. You could, or like post fake yeah. ads <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace. Video there are people that do, they this. do that around here. Yeah. Oh, that's a real thing in, in, the, in the area that I live. People will post fake garage sale ads for video games to throw off people like me in the competition it's crazy crazy it's crazy and that's why i have almost so i i have a couple of sales my grandparents actually like sent me addresses to go to this weekend and i was like word like i'll check them out but it's almost to the point where it's like bro i just know that all this shit is already gone by the time i get there there's fucking so many psychotic hawks that live in my area yeah and like we'll probably just break into the houses that advertise this stuff take it before it's even out so that's how that's how the that's how the market moves around me so there's no point making friends with the competition they're all crazy i guess be don't be a dick but oh you're lagging again right at the end i love it koozie is lagging once again he's going to take his time reconnecting here we still can't hear him uh but remember Check out the Discord link below. Check out our live claim sales every Thursday night at twitch.tv slash OG Retro. Hey, he's back. 
Hey, Welcome. Uh, so we had a little kind of a, difficulties there. We're almost done. I'll get out of the woods next week. <laughs> um, so that that was actually that uh, question actually came from. Uh, we didn't even hear the question. He asked quite, yeah, the, the making friends with your competition. Johnny oh. asked that, and I thought it was a good kind of longer topic for the claim sale. I mean, for awesome. the claim sale for the podcast, but it can go into our viewer question. Yeah, it is with a viewer so, question. Javier twenty one asks, "What are your take on resellers who claim off pages on Instagram just to reflip Instagram?" Hashtag shysty. Yeah. Uh... I can't be mad because I've done it. I've never, I don't think I've done it. Uh, I have, I mean, I'll be honest. I've taken advantage of like sales on the people's stories and then resold that, I guess. Uh, so that's good. Or somebody's posting games. You're like, that's a great deal. Like, why not buy it if you can flip it and make some money? Especially and when and, you do and yeah, I've do. actually told people, I've told people in my sales too, if you buy something for me and do want to flip it i don't care uh i'm making my money if you make your money you're you're happy it's like <laughs> yeah i i think there it is a problem if you have some guy like if you really want to give i don't know i i don't know i've never had a problem with it on my particular sales so i can't really speak to that i know a few people have had problems with it on their sales pages like the people who do the live claim or not live claim sales with the page claim sales a lot they'll get stores claiming like all the pokemon games they have or like all that and like but i i mean it but then there are stores they obviously have that local market to where they can charge more so they can do it it's like as the seller you're making your money they're gonna make their money it's one big happy thing yeah well it's i think what the question is saying he's saying is shy because it's 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 not all one it big sucks. Thing because some people maybe aren't getting the chance to buy that at a good price only to get only to have it offered to them again at a higher price which then you don't have to buy it from that store yeah i, agree. I mean it, it's, I it sucks but it's like by them posting it everybody yeah. had a fair chance to buy it i agree and that's why i, I would that's why I, again i wouldn't say yes or no either way it's just like mm-hmm. it's just something that exists Yes, prices exist that are low. Yes, people want to make money and therefore it's going to happen. And it's just something that you got to be, you just got to be okay with, I think, and learn to uh, work around it and support those who, you know, you, you want to support. Definitely. I mean, by them posting, everybody's got a fair chance. Yeah. Turn on post notifications. Speaking of post claim sales, True. we have a post claim sale page at og.coozy.claims on Instagram. True. Turn on those a lot of good spicy things available so the there right now. Shiesty game stores out in California don't claim our stuff because we throw right. down dealios. Yeah, there are deals there. And if you want to send our page to those game stores, you're more than welcome to do that too. We'll take any of the advertising and publicity you want to bring us. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Cards and Cartridges podcast, episode 30. Make sure to hit that follow button, hit that subscribe, hit that, uh, hit those, uh, you know, the Apple podcast rates, reviews, all that good jazz. Koozie had to go run on a call. Have a great rest of your day. Peace. Peace.